chapter 6, verses 9 through 13. When you get there, you're going to be like, Micah, I don't need to see that. Just trust me. You'll know what it is when you get there. Give me some amens when you get there. Anybody see what that is yet? Anybody want to tell me what that is? Amen. The Lord's Prayer. Let's recite it. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I praise you. Thank you so much, Father, for the gifts of this church. Just today, the kids that were up here, Father, you're growing this church in a mighty way. We praise you for that. We're humbled by that. It's awesome to watch how you're moving in this church. I've never been a part of one that's done it, Father. And I just, I want to thank you for letting me be just a small part of it. Father, thank you for this leadership. We continue to go in your direction. Father, we don't move until you tell us. And we thank you so much for making that easy on us to where we don't have to make the decisions. Father, you continue to give us guidance. And Father, I just ask that you continue to do that. And I ask that we have the obedience to listen to you and the courage to make sure it goes through. Father, I claim that over myself, this leadership team, and our congregation. It's so important. This is one big team. And Father, we are all for you. We're on your side. Just continue to lead us and guide us, Father. Father, in this moment, you've given me a sermon. Uh, Father, this message is your words. Um, this week, um, getting prepared for this, I struggled with it. I doubted it. And Father, I just thank you so much for getting me back on the right path. And Father, in this moment, I'm asking that you anoint me from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. That you take all my distractions, my stress, my anger, my pride, Father, that you take all of that away from me and you replace it with your patience, your discernment, your wisdom, and most importantly, Father, your love. I ask these things in your name. Help us to love, laugh, and forgive. Amen. In my time as a pastor, I've counseled a lot of struggling friendships, struggling business partners, and struggling marriages. And from all of these counseling sessions, 99% of the time, the main problem that I see is pretty consistent. You see, all things, all these things that I just mentioned are what we call relationships. And I have learned there is one key ingredient to having a strong and healthy relationship. That ingredient is communication. The health of any relationship depends on the strength of communication or the lack thereof. This has become a huge problem, guys, with Christians today. The lack of communication with God has put Christians in a bad spot. It's also hurt their relationship with God because they're not communicating the right way. There's an easy way to fix this problem. And that is just plain and simple, better communication. Since the main way that we communicate with God is prayer, we need to strengthen our prayer life. 
But in order to do that, we need to better understand the communication of prayer itself. So for the next two, week, excuse me, next two weeks, maybe even three, I'm going to be teaching on what I have calling the three P's of prayer. Okay? The first P of prayer is the purpose of prayer. That's the first one, purpose of prayer. What is the purpose of prayer? The first thing you need to understand about God's purpose of prayer, <laughs> the purpose is not you. God himself is the purpose of prayer. We just read the words from the Lord's Prayer just a few minutes ago, and the last verse of the prayer ends with, For thine, thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Correct? The word thine means yours. Thine is the kingdom. So that's God's kingdom we're talking about. So in other words, prayer should always be about God and his kingdom. Now, the Lord's Prayer, a lot of people don't know this. Well, I say that. You should. Most, most really good Christians figured this part out. I didn't know it for a long time. Um, Jesus gave us the Lord's Prayer to teach us how to pray. That's what he did. So we should follow that example, right? And that's why I'm saying every prayer that we have should be about God and his kingdom. That's how Jesus ended this prayer. He was teaching us how to pray. He was showing us that it's not about us. It's all about his Father. Now, we are the beneficiaries of prayer. I need you to understand that. But we need to understand God is the benefactor. Again, for thine is the kingdom. I need you to understand your prayers only work if his kingdom is your number one concern. I want you to think about that. When you pray, is it all about his kingdom? Or is it all about your problems? If that's not your main objective in prayer, you're wasting your breath. I hate to tell you guys what I'm about to tell you, but I think you need to hear it. I know I did. Probably fixing to hurt some feelings in here, but God's not here for you. Let's look at Psalms 115, verse 1. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name goes all the glory for your unfailing love and faithfulness. See, God's, God doesn't need us, but he wants to use us. And prayer is the way that we can get started in the direction of what he wants us to do. Again, he doesn't need us. He can do whatever he wants to do. He's almighty God, right? But again, he loves his children. He just wants us to be a part of his glory. That's right. The purpose of prayer is God's glory. It's all about him. Every prayer you pray should point towards him. Again, anything else is just a waste of your breath. Let me put it to you guys this way. <laughs> There's no such thing as a selfish prayer. There's no such thing. You'd be like, but Micah, you sitting here dogging on me because I was praying about myself earlier, you know, and you're saying that I need to be praying about God and the kingdom and so forth. So I would call that a selfish prayer. There is no such thing as a selfish prayer, and here's why. Prayers are from here, they go to heaven, correct? We just studied Revelation. We just talked about some of this. Goes to the throne room. God's sitting there. He listens to all the prayers. Okay? If it's selfish, it's not going to make it to heaven. 
So there's no such thing as a selfish prayer. Selfishness and pride is not allowed in heaven. Proof of that, God kicks Satan out. The fallen angel, correct? So if you're preaching, I mean, excuse me if you're preaching, well, if you're praying a selfish prayer, it's not going to get there. Again, you're wasting your breath. I want to go back to verse 13. For thine is the kingdom and the power. That's, that's what comes next with that. This brings us to the second P of prayer, which is the power of prayer. Years ago, there was a trade ship uh, taking goods from the United States to Europe. And this big storm hit. They got about halfway there. This big storm hit. The boat got damaged and it was starting to sink. The captain of the ship stepped up and he said, does anybody here know how to pray? And this one pastor was on the ship. He said, yes, I do. And he said, great. He said, you pray while the rest of us put our life jackets on because we're one short. (laughs) Took y'all a minute to get that one. Okay, that's good. Listen, if the, if the, if the, if the joke is bad, you, you got to understand, you at least got to laugh at your pastor because it just kills me, okay? Like, just, that's good enough. Thank you. He needed a strong prayer in that moment, right? He needed the power of prayer in that moment. This pastor did. He's the only one on the boat now. He ain't got a life jacket. He's in, big shape. He's in bad shape. I want to ask you guys a question. Who else in this room needs some extra power today? Yeah, if you didn't raise your hand, you're lying. Or you're spoiled. (laughs) One or the other. Do you know what the most dangerous thing is to Satan? It's prayer. Don't steal the sermon, Sarah. It's it's prayer. Oh, it wasn't? I assumed it was. You always over there talking, you know. Okay, thank you. It's prayer. (laughs) Whoever said it, it's prayer. Because that's where you receive power, right? It's where you receive God's power. That's why he tries to keep you away from it. He tries to distract you to keep you away from prayer. Anybody else know what I'm talking about when I say that? And let's be honest, he's doing a pretty good job. You know, God, right now, I, you know, I know I probably need to pray right now, but I'm, I'm busy at work. I got to make, make that money. I got to pay for my kids' colleges and cars and getting their nails done, all that kind of mess. You know, God, I, I, know, I know I probably need to pray right now, but that line of cocaine looks pretty good. I don't have time for that. You know, God, I know I need to go to church. I need to pray right now, but, man, you know, Masters is on. I'm going to go watch it all day long. Masters is a golf tournament, some of you guys. Okay. The Cowboys are playing. Is that better? Like, in order to fight your problems, you need real power through prayer. And Paul teaches us two steps on how to receive this power in Ephesians chapter 3. We're going to go to chapter 3. We're going to read verses 14 and 15. For this reason, I kneel, kneel before the Father, from who every family in heaven and on earth is named. So right off the bat, if we notice here, he kneels. Paul kneels before the Father. Now, Paul in this is doing the same thing Jesus did with the Lord's praise. He's teaching us how to pray, what to pray for, how to pray, so forth. 
kneel before the Father. By kneeling before the Father, you're humbling yourself. And we talk about this all the time in this church, but in the book of James, humble yourself before God, he'll exalt you. So right off the bat, the first thing you need to do before you start to pray is humble yourself. That will stop that selfish prayer, by the way. Humble yourself. Make sure you understand that God is almighty and you sure as heck ain't. And when you drop to your knees, it's a vulnerable situation. Like Bojo was talking about in the shower, you know, the vulnerable situation. That's weird, man, by the way, but anyway. <laughs> when you drop to your knees, I mean, I, I don't know about you guys. I, every morning, I'm, I'm on my knees. Every morning, I, I do this. I drop to my knees and I pray. That's what I do every morning. I don't know how many of y'all do that, but I guarantee you for the ones that do, it is a vulnerable situation. It's a humbling situation to start your day out on your knees praising him and making sure he understands that he is the Lord of your house and not you. If you're not doing it, especially you men and fathers and husbands, start doing it. You need to be humbled. We need to be humbled each and every day. We need to be praying that God humbles us each and every day. So the first thing, again, that we should do to receive this power, you've got to humble yourself first. Um, let's go look at Ephesians, uh, let's look at verse 16, verse 16. I pray that he may grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power in your inner being through his spirit. Notice it says inner being. God's only going to give you the power within. But how many times do you guys, and I know I'm very guilty of this, we're praying about stuff on the outside and not on the inside. I'm more focused on what's going on out there than I am on what's going on in my own heart. Inner beings, very important that you focus on that. This power is not an earthly power, it's a spiritual power that he gives us through prayer. Notice the word spirit. Right here, Paul's saying that in order to receive power, we need to connect intimately with God. How do we connect intimately with God? Well, it tells us right here. Through his spirit. The Holy Spirit. If you don't have that connection with the Holy Spirit, you're never going to get power. It's not going to happen. He is the power. You may get a little earthly power every once in a while, but when push comes to shove and times get really hard, that earthly power is not going to take you where you need to go. You have to have that intimate, intimate connection with the Holy Spirit, again, to be able to receive this power. And earlier, just about every one of y'all raised your hands, again, except for some of you spoiled ones that needed the power, okay? Let's go look at Ephesians, uh, let's look at verse 17. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. I'm going to stop right there. We'll get to 18 in a minute. This verse is saying in order to receive his power, Christ must dwell in your heart. Oh, that's right. Dad Gummin, I didn't get you. Did I not give you the right one, Nick? Do you not have the other 17? Should have been another. That's okay. I'm going I'm to go to it and read it real quick. Give me just a second, guys, because this is very important. 
then Christ will dwell in your hearts as you trust in him. Okay, that's the first part of 17. Sorry, guys, I must have forgot to get that slide. Christ will dwell in your hearts as you trust in him. Christ must dwell in your heart. Now, you may be saying, you know, Micah, I'm saved. Christ is in my heart. But this is different. What Paul's talking about is different. There's a difference here. The Greek word for dwell means making oneself at home. So, yes, Jesus is inside every single Christian's heart, but does he feel welcome? Does he feel comfortable in that environment? I used to collect for a jewelry company before I opened my own business. Anyway, when I'd go collect, you know, I'd go to some neighborhoods where, you know, you'd pull up and, you know, is, is nice houses and, and, you know, nice cars. And, you know, you felt a little more comfortable going up the door knocking on it asking for the jewelry or the money. Okay, you felt a lot more comfortable with that. But then sometimes you'd, you'd, go, you'd go to the hood and you'd pull up and, and, and there'd be rock wallers running around. You know, one time, man, I had a Rockwaller attack me one time. I ain't kidding. And, and I stand there, and he jumped at me, and I didn't know what to do. So I just hit him. Like, I just, bow, I just hit him. Y'all, I'm telling you, their, their skulls got to be this thick. <laughs> like, my hand hurt so bad. But what I was really thinking is when I hit this dog, I really thought he'd come back up and attack me. Or actually, it was a she. I thought, of course, it was a she. I thought she'd come up, and she'd attack me because <laughs> she was mean. But she just took off. And, of course, I did, too. I took off, too. So, so anyway, my boss, this was a big account. The person hadn't paid on it in months. My boss calls me like a week later. He was like, hey, did you collect on this account? And I was like, no. I was like, I ain't going back either. He's like, Micah, but if you get this payment, your, your bonus, this is going to be your bonus. And I was driven by money at that time. So I said, I was going to go out there. So on the way out there, there was an easy mark not far from the house. I stopped there. I got a bag of Twinkies. After that, that dog loved me. <laughs> Guys, what I'm getting at, is your heart comfortable? Does God really, does Jesus want to dwell in your heart? Does he feel safe? Does he enjoy the environment that's there? Or is your heart like the hood in a rock waller? The first step to receive power through prayer is to form an intimate, personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. Now, let's look at the second step we must take in order to receive this power through prayer. Let's start where we left off now, in the right place here on 17. <laughs> you serious? I did send it. I did. Y'all, everybody give Nick a round of applause. At this church, you are allowed one mistake a year. That was it right there. Good job. All right, now I'll go. Can I go to the other one now? 17, 18. Can I go 17, 18? Thank you, sir. Thank you. Y'all could have told me something. Like, seriously, all you people in here, y'all could have, one of y'all could have said something. That's messed up. I'm going to remember that. Now, I'll remember that. So, verse 7, all right, let's start where we left off. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. Okay. Right here, 
Paul is telling us in order to receive this power through prayer, the second step is to expand our capacity of love in our hearts. First step, get him in your heart. Don't live in the hood. Second step, expand your heart. In other words, the Holy Spirit wants to expand and remodel your heart. He cannot add more love in there if there's no room, okay? We, we expanded our business years ago, and, and the whole reason why is we had more inventory, we had more people that were working, we needed more room, right? We had met our cap at the business pretty much where we were in the small location we had. We had to expand. You have to do the same thing with your heart. If you want more profit, more power in your heart, you got to expand it. Y'all feel me? Okay. This is the simple, this is a very simple principle. God's only going to give you as much of him as you have room for. I'm going to say that again. God is only going to give you as much of him as you have room for. So in order to gain power of prayer, the first step is to make time for God so you can grow in your personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. And the second step is to make room for God so you can add more of the Holy Spirit in your life. You need to make sure you've got enough room, guys. You've got to make sure you've got enough room just for him. Let's look at verse 19. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Notice the word fullness. God will only fill you up with his power of prayer depending on how much you give him of yourself. Step one, build that relationship. Let him dwell in your heart. Step two, expand it. Expand it. You want more of him in there. You've, you've got to expand it. The way you expand it, I'll show you how you expand it. I'm going to do a little demonstration. That's why I got my table right here kind of excited about this y'all give me just a second somebody said I was the prop pastor the other day I was like listen I've done this like five times why y'all go hate on me like that all right this okay if, if you're if you're struggling and you got a problem and you're praying about this pro- this this is your problem okay this is your problem let's say you are a Sunday Christian, by the way, nothing wrong with y'all, I love y'all, I wasn't even a Sunday Christian at one time, you know what I'm saying, but let's just say you come once a week, come to church, pray a little bit, this is the room that you've expanded your heart, this is your problem, this is God's power. Amen. <laughs> you still got a problem. One Sunday ain't going to do it, guys. Now, if your problems are small, you're good. But I promise you, if you hadn't yet, you're going to come across a big problem. Amen? Let's say, let's say, let's say you're a little better than that. Let's say you a Sunday Christian. You come every Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Even if the Cowboys are playing, like I'm going. 
every Sunday, okay? You're an every Sunday Christian, and you come on Wednesday nights. It's a Bible study. That's what you do. You come to Bible study, but you still really ain't building much more relationship than that. There you are. That's you. That's your heart. That's your problem. There's God's power. I just spilt it. Man, both of them together can't fix that problem. Both of them together can't fix how big this problem is. Say you devote the time. Say you look at that problem and you know you've got a major issue. And you've put in the time and you've put in the work. You're there on Sunday. You're there on Wednesdays. But here's what I'm going to tell you right now. Those are great days. You need to be here. But I promise you, that's two hours a week. Let's say you devote the time. You spend time with him every day. You get on your knees every day. You humble yourself every day. You do all you can to build his kingdom, right? You put the time, you put that effort in. You're constantly growing. You surround yourself with solid people that lift you up and encourage you. You get involved in a church that pushes you, that don't just have you come in here for a feel-good Sunday. Amen? If that's you, you get the picture? I'm going to run out of water. Here's your problem, right? That's Satan. God's power, if your heart is strong enough and big enough and has the room for it, his power will drown Satan. Amen? The room you have for God in life, the more room you put in, the more room that you give him, the more you're going to be able to attack Satan. Guys, the room that you have in your heart for God better be bigger than your problems. They better be, because here's what's going to happen. If you're not drowning Satan, he's drowning you. Because here's what happens. Here's Satan. Here's his power. There you are. Y'all get the picture? You're going to drown in his evil. You're going to drown in your problems if your heart ain't big enough. It better be bigger than cancer. It better be bigger than a crazy teenage child that you have. It better be bigger than the addiction that you have. Your heart better be bigger than the financial problems you have. Guys, when you're getting beat up and your problems are too big, that's a sign it's time to drop your knees and humble yourself and start building that relationship with God. That's what it is, guys. When you're getting beat up, it doesn't mean try to fight back in, in an earthly way. That's a spiritual situation. It's time to grow. And here's the cool part. No matter how much you've turned him down in the past, if you're willing in that moment, he'll exalt you. Humble yourself before God, he'll exalt you. That's a promise, guys. That's a promise.
He doesn't care what you did yesterday or an hour ago. He doesn't care. What he cares about is what you're going to do moving forward. God will give you all the power you need to destroy the enemy that you face, but in order to receive the power, you must pursue him. Let's look at one more verse, 2 Chronicles 16, verse 9. For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. If you're fully committed, here's another promise, he'll give you the strength. Full commitment. Full commitment's what it takes, guys. You know, so many times we look at things, and I'm doing good. So many times we look at things, and you, you, you look at God's, here, here's what I'm going to tell you guys. Some of y'all are like, you know what, Micah, I, I hear all this stuff you're saying, but how do I get closer to God? What do I need to do to get closer to God? How do I build this, this strength up to, to be able to do it? When me and Amanda went on our honeymoon, we went to St. Lucia. There was a waterfall there on the island that we wanted to go look at. I remember when we pulled up, we had to park a long way back from the waterfall, but we could see it in the distance. It was beautiful. I was looking at it, it was like, beautiful, I can see it, it's beautiful, but I couldn't even hear it. Couldn't hear the power of that water, but I could see it, beautiful, right? Oh, it looks good, I like it from back here, that's real pretty, but I wanted more. So the closer I got, the more I heard the strength of the water. The closer I got, the more I got to see this rainbow that was forming in the waterfall. And that was nice, too. Get a little closer. It's like, oh, this is cool. I'm experiencing a little bit more of this greatness right here, right? See, so that's kind of like God. We get a little closer. Oh, this is good. We get a little closer. Oh, that's good. This is how you build your heart, guys. You got to be right next to him. We swam in that water. I felt the mist on my face. I couldn't hear Amanda talk because of the power of the water coming down. That is what you need. You pursue God. You get all of him. Because trust me, don't, don't sandbag. You're going to need him. And you need all of him. You never know when your problem is going to be this big. You feel me? And I need you to catch something. If it is this big, let's say your heart capacity isn't big enough at that time to fix it. What you do is we had this situation just a couple days ago. My boy J.D., baby J.D., that's Tristan and Bryce's kiddo. J.D. had to be taken to Little Rock. Y'all remember that big storm came through a few nights ago? Tristan and Bryce, J.D. was having some seizures. The hospital said, y'all need to get him to Little Rock. Well, they couldn't fly him because of the weather. They didn't want to drive him because of the weather. Tristan said, forget this mess. I'm the spiritual leader of my household. Bryce, come on. We're going to take him to Little Rock. We're going to pray. We're going to be safe all the way there. So that's what he did. Got in the car, prayed, took off, right? Guys, he gets there. Before he gets there, he reached out to a few of us. And I asked him, I said, Tristan, I said, do you mind if I reach out to our Christian warriors and we all pray together? for JD and for y'all's protection absolutely we did this guys we prayed over JD claimed claimed perfect healing claimed no issues prayed for that protection over them not only did they get there safely they got in quickly and they were late they left the next morning because JD was perfect when you don't have enough strength when your heart ain't big enough you add more Christians don't deny the fellowship because there's going to be a time, I promise you. That's why he says don't deny the fellowship. There's going to be a problem bigger than you. There's going to be a problem bigger than your heart. 
you're going to need that help. And I thank God every day for the people that he's put around me that has given me that strength. Y'all need it too. I don't know how you get through life without it. I'll just be honest with you. 